Remember, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreon.com slash capfsports. Also, join in the conversation by hitting us up on the Cap F Sports hotline at 847-665-9238. This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports. With a capital F. This is sports. This is sports. With a capital F. F. Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast where the F stands for three things. Fun, what we're down to do, and Fleeski. What's going on, sir? Oh, I knew it was Fleeski. If you didn't say, say Fleeski, my egotistical ass was going to say it for you, so don't worry. <laughs> I, heard, uh, I could almost hear you inhaling to say it. Like, And I'm sorry I you're the wait. third Fleeski, but in the rules of comedy, one, two, three, and I introduced you on it. So. Oh, you said there was two. What was the first two? I, I heard, all I heard was fun. No, the first one is fun. The second one is the thing we're down to do. And the last oh, one is Fleeski. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, right over my head with that one. You you guys are tricky with your wordplay. <laughs> it's, it's a tricky podcast. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. Got the day off. It's actually kind of cloudy, which is appropriate because I got my Portland Timbers MLS jersey on. I mean, I still fuck with you guys in Portland, the Timbers at least. Fuck the Blazers. I'm glad they <laughs> lost yeah. to the Houston Rockets. Uh, makes me feel good. Absolutely. And you've been consuming a lot of MLS since it started? No, I mean, I really don't. I don't have our cables out here for a little bit. Uh, so I don't, I don't watch much. I don't watch much of anything, to be honest with you. I, when, when, how often do you watch a full game from start to finish at home? And that's oh, at home that's too. Yeah. That's, that's a football game because right. it's once a week. You're going to go watch your way because MLS plays weird times too, like Wednesday at 3 p.m. Oh, like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, not like yeah. it's not like it's on on Saturday then. Sometimes I don't know. I don't notice that schedule. It's a weird schedule, but I try to catch it when I can. I'm also in Arizona, where surprisingly for all the Mexicans here, there's no soccer. There's no love for soccer, and that's. I'm sorry, that's weird. I think so. there probably is love for soccer. I just think in Arizona, there's not a lot of love for Mexicans. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with that. But I'm just saying that may be the case. Good point. Good yeah, point. I'm sorry, it's too hot to be playing out here too. Anyway. Yeah. No, I could see that out in the sand. Yeah, the desert. I was in Phoenix yesterday. It was like 80-something degrees, which is nice. When I look at people in D.C. having snowball fights at the same time, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's nice. It's pleasant. 80 degrees. Phoenix has that weird thing going on, though, where it's the thing that I think make uh, like is the most off-putting part about Phoenix is all the artificial uh, environment that is involved in allowing people to live there. It's almost a glimpse into what it would be like to have a bunch of people living on another planet because they have all this irrigation to make. Why? Because they're illegal aliens. That's pretty no, racist. No, of you. Just, just, play, just play it. Just play. I get what you're saying. No. <laughs> but that was good. I wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, I, 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 you, I get, you what, get what I'm saying. There's a lot of artificial environment. They, they irrigate a lot. There's like grass everywhere. That's sort of, it is grass, but it doesn't belong there. Everything's sort of sand colored. Everything that is good is pretty much trucked in the way it would be space shipped into a space station. I don't know. 
Well, I haven't been to Phoenix in the in the blazing summer yet. Every time I go there, it's like 80 and 75, and it's beautiful. So uh, we'll see. Anyways, enough of that. Enough of Phoenix. Enough. They suck at basketball and most things, too. They do. The uh, last time they were good at basketball, they lost to the Bulls. So that was mm-hmm. the end of that. Okay. Yeah, they never won a finals with Nash, did they? Nope. Yeah, I didn't nope. think so. Nope. Nope. And that's one nope. of my earliest that was- sports memories is watching the Bulls beat the Suns. It was the Bulls and then in Jordan, and then it was Kobe and the Lakers. Yeah, like that's, that's a pretty right. bad run. If any other team in the NBA, it's a pretty bad run for those like ten years in the league. Like that's bad. Absolutely. What I want to say is I want to talk about uh, my brother's phone call or whatever happened to him at work. Yeah, you know, yeah, and for listeners who may be unfamiliar with the story, could you only tune in because what flees here? Um, <laughs> the, the last podcast I did with Tony Wall hosted Pod Caviar. Go check that out too because it's a companion episode to the last podcast. But I digress. But the last podcast I did, uh, we sort of ended a saga that's involved Flea's brother. And he's called in on the sports with a capital F, hashtag Cap F Sports Hotline at 847-665-9238 a few times now. So you should be familiar with him and his story. Um, but he well, called. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, we're yeah, Go finish the story. Yeah, finish oh, yeah. the story. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that, you know, he had a really bad day at work. He was exposed to the genitals of a pervert. I encourage everyone to go back and look. I believe it's episodes 98, 104, I think, and then the most recent one, 108. But you can look in the descriptions and see. But I, I posed what happened to him to several people. But so he had a day at work where uh, he was exposed to the genital, genitals of a 102-year-old man. Um, which was disconcerting to say the least. And then he called in last week and I encourage everyone to go listen to the episode. And it sounded basically like this incredibly old gentleman was, you know, shot his shot. Like he was trying to get your brother to go into his bedroom and he grabbed him by his arm, this old man. And I'm glad you got a chance to listen to it. Yeah, no, and I know my brother well enough to know, like, to ask him, why the fuck did you go back a second time? Like, (laughs) that's what I have to ask you, okay? Why did you, I know you, Brandon, I know you well enough to know that, like, you A, would have picked up a charge the first time, or you would have quit your job. He's got his kids, man. He's got those, he's got his kids, man, you know, he's, he's managed to keep it together this long, and, and it was, uh. It was surprising to me when he said the old man grabbed his arm and began leading yeah, him to was, the bedroom. I was that made me yeah. That's when raise I an I actually thought he punched him by that part. I was like, right. oh yeah, that's I, that's the salt charge. I <laughs> yeah. Thought, yeah, I thought this was the story being told on the way back from the police station. Like, so I just bonded out, and uh, I a tiny old for him. Hey, gay. Good for you, Brandon. I'm proud of you. You didn't. Did. You didn't. The shit out of him, which I, which I would have struck you for doing that. So good for you, man. You're a good man. Absolutely, you're a patient man. No, I want a general salute and a toast to your brother because when I, when the story ended, where it just was the most hysterical story I've ever heard, and no one got hurt, I was pretty surprised. And then my next question is: Is your clientele base based off of where Wrigleyville is? Because I know a lot of those uh, homosexuals. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, stay out that neighborhood. No, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. and also, for listeners who are new to the podcast, I'm a fan of Chicago's only baseball team, and Flea is a fan of former 
Chicago professional sports organization called the White Sox. Former, okay, just yeah. In that's case that's people fine. don't remember, it's barely a professional team now. It's pretty much just a minor league team at this point. Yeah. Uh, sort of a practice. I mean, what I wish I had right practice. now is I wish I had that picture of you sitting next to the police car at the Sox game. <laughs> <That was laughs> I'm going to try to cue that in somehow in the future. That just was so funny. Yeah. I did. I did. Well, I was just, I had been drinking and I was like, hey, take my picture next to this cop car. And you put the caption where it was like, what was it? Goes to, goes to Sox game, stay, talk shit, stands by police car. Something like yeah, it's that. the same bet for it. It was funny. All right. Okay. Where are we at now? Where are we talking about? Oh, Andy talking about Nagy. A- Andrew response to Nagy is John Fox was terrible. So if you want any improvement. And the Bears went off this offseason. They made a lot of splashes. Yeah. For people who may not be least- aware, our all of our shared favorite football team, the Chicago Bears, who struggle mightily. Um, did hire a new head coach. What's his first name? Something Nagy. And Brandon mentioned that on the last Nagy. podcast that you must go listen to. Episode first name is Coach Nagy. Now it's Coach Nagy. <laughs> it doesn't matter what his first name is. It's uh, Coach Nagy. And I'm excited. I think once again, I was excited about John Fox too. So I get excited about a lot of things. So you don't don't follow my lead. You know, like uh, John Fox shot the gun. But what they're doing in the off se- what the Bears are doing in the off season is. You know, but they got a, a tight end. They got uh, Carlson, whatever from Philadelphia, was going to be a beast. P- Peter Gabriel was a steal pickup. I, that's better than Allen Robinson in my picture. I, I like that Peter Gabriel taking him off Atlanta. He was unused there, like, and he was what? He, he was right there with Julio. So, yeah, we got a squad. Yeah, something to work. be said. Something to be said for that, for sure. I don't know. I, the, I'm the entire Bears organization. I'm at the point where I got, I got to like see them. I do believe we're going to be improved. Um, it's a little early to go too deep into football season, but I do think we're going to be vastly improved in this coming season. Yeah. I also do agree in some respects with your brother about why someone would be excited about the coming of Coach Nagy, other than it's a change of scenery, which is about as excited as I am. Is it because I'm, it's a I'm change not, of scenery? I'm not necessarily excited about Nagy. Like I'm more excited about what the Bears seem to be trying to put together and they're trying to make moves and get people. I mean, I hate the Oregon Ducks. Like, I hate the Oregon <laughs> If anybody hates Oregon sports except the Portland Timbers, shouts out to the Timbers, uh, take some tickets. If anybody hates Oregon sports, it's me. It's this guy. And we got that uh, Helfrich guy. Helfrich helped develop uh, quarterbacks at, at Oregon. I, I believe he had parts in Mariota. I wouldn't be sure. I'd have to ask my buddy B. Young. Shouts out to him. Uh, but Helfrich helped uh, – develop Mariota and that's all so the Bears are trying to do things you know they're trying to do things so I do appreciate their moves and we'll definitely do an entire Bears preview special closer to football season but you know what Uh, in the right now it's time to freak out attention this is not a drill please begin freaking out this is not a drill begin freaking out immediately this episode what we're freaking out about is I recently was exposed to a story. I don't know if you hadn't listened to past podcasts, I've been going down a bit of a rabbit hole with my guests about the inevitable rise of a computer consciousness and the end of humanity at the hand, as we understand it, at the hands of technology and how, how we're kind of seeing the uh, wobbly style deer first steps of this process. And the story I found today was that there are a group of people, a few concerned groups of citizens in France 
who object to the existence of a sex doll brothel. So basically there's a house of ill repute where all of the, I don't know, employees are sex dolls and sex robots and operating a brothel in this particular part of France is illegal. And, uh, it's, but it's also apparently a very nondescript location. It's in an upscale townhouse of some kind that has a number of rooms and in each room is a sex doll and it's mostly men go there, but also they say couples go. And I just wonder, does that, does that qualify as prostitution? Because people are freaking out about this. Well, so I looked up, I'm just looking up the definition of a brothel right now, which is a house where men can visit prostitutes. I don't think a sex doll is a prostitute. They're not making any money. No. Um, it, seems, it seems like more of a service. Uh, it's it's weird. It's a weird concept. Um, let me tell you two things that came to mind when I when you just told me about this. Absolutely. The first thing is the guy or woman who cleans up the dolls afterwards. That seems like a, that seems disgusting. I don't. That's I, that, my first that, thought. Good. And then the second thing was remember how like McDonald's workers were like wanting higher wages. So what they do? They started bringing in computers. Well, your prostitutes are probably asking for too much and. Here's a solution, bottom dollar, and it's a lot more uh, healthier and sanitary, I think. I don't know about sanitary, but disease is probably cut back a lot. Yeah, well, I feel like you could clean them more. If you figured out a way to clean them in more of like an industrial style, like some sort of like dunking bath with hot waters and bleached waters <laughs> yeah. and sanitizers, and eventually it would be brand new again. And then imagine this. Imagine you're a person and you have this idea and you say, okay, self. I would like to be in, I would like to run a prostitution ring. I want to be a pimp. I want to run a prostitution ring. You maybe research it a little bit. You try to recruit some employees and you run into a wall where you have to deal with people. And now these people are okay. You're also, you're trusting them to keep their mouths shut they're human beings. People could come in and beat them. And then you have all these issues where something horrible's happened and the, you can't call the police. So you have to bribe people to exist and blah, 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 blah. And there's people constantly coming and going and women coming and going. Otherwise, your option is to buy a, an apparatus, right? It's like buying a dishwasher. So yep. you just go buy a bunch of dishwashers and people show up and put their dirty dishes in them. Yep. It can't that, hey, possibly be the prostitution. Would you, was it prostitution? The profit margins. If, yeah. Oh, the margins too. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't you get, don't I mean, like feed once, them. They don't have any aspirations. Yeah. No, I, I, once again, I don't think, I don't see how that's illegal or immoral and you know what's probably even more messed up is probably like imagine like 40 prostitutes and pimps showing up to the courthouse like we want this place shut down because it's highly uh, immoral but but i i don't know i i think in my opinion that people do it and if the prices are right people are going to come it's a service people wash their laundry for coins and all that i don't know Question is to you listeners, would you go to a brothel of sex dolls if the price is right? All right, I'm is back. 
I'm not sure. Oh, what, and okay. Oh, I just asked the listeners some question, the questions. But I also have another question <laughs> is how immoral is that? Like, if your wife catches you at a brothel of sex dolls, is that something that she can be like, oh, you weren't necessarily cheating on me. Right. You're a good man. <laughs> Right. It, so, she could definitely accuse you of being weird, but that's my, that's another thing. So would it be illegal to have a house where people came and just like jerked off in one of the rooms of your house? Like, is they that have a, those in is, Portland. They have those in Portland. They're peep show rooms where you can rent. You go to as Mr. Peeps is a good example <laughs> where you could fucking, it's a sex store and then you can rent DVDs and rent private rooms and go back there and fucking wank your shit. So it it's happening. It's happening. Oh. You could put a you could put a doll in that room. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Right. Well, then so. I'm just talking about I'm just talking about a house with just regular rooms in it. Like it's just like a regular room that's kind of like 70s themed. Is it illegal to let What if they just want to sit in there? You know? There's hotels that have hourly rates. So you can do whatever you want. If you want to go masturbate in a room for an hour, you can rent a hotel room. It's, it's true. It's true. The heart does. Hard old land of Chicago. What's that? That the one up there on Lincoln. Oh, you know Hardo what I'm talking City, about. City, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, Hard old Chicago. Uh, Sorry, yeah. You know what I'm talking about the motel. So I don't. I don't. I'm off. I mean, I I don't think necessarily. I'd rather do that. Like I don't, cause I don't trust going in no skiing and no doll. I don't even like sleeping on hotel blankets. Like I'd like to bring my own. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, so. it's disgusting as a prospect. But I was, I'm thinking about it too in the sense though that this it's sort of a horrifying glimpse into the future in that it okay so sex dolls are super expensive a guy opens a business where he has a house with tons of rooms in it and each room is a different sex doll so he lays out the money out front and then starts a business where you come over and interact with the sex dolls is that why would that be illegal like it wouldn't oh, be it wouldn't be illegal if he put a bunch of laptops in a storefront in the late nineties and was like I'm shelling out for the high speed internet connection. Yeah, or cats who go and put coins in arcade machines. Like I bought this game for a thousand bucks and I'm about to get you to right. put some quarters in there. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna make my money thing. back in quarters. So and why wouldn't same that thing. take off? You know, you can only morally I, I mean, restrict it for so long. But I definitely think robots cat houses are in our future and i think this is a sign of it yeah no definitely so and if it's really you have to outlaw the sex dolls before you can outlaw this so if the sex dolls are not illegal in any sense or form which i don't yeah i don't think there is then what what is it then like i mean Right. Once you buy so like, it, it really is property. It's not a person. They're not sentient correct. yet. I mean, and then you later in the future after we're gone, it'll get complicated because some of them will be, you know, somewhat sentient beings that we throw away in the dump and then they eventually rise and destroy us all. Correct. You yeah. Know? So, hey. so, I mean, yeah. it's like term, Terminator 5, Sex Doll, that's, Judgment Day. That's how the Judgment <laughs> Day happens. That's how it and happens. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's still in it, too. So, well, if, if they're if they're smart ro- if they're smart sex robots, they'll it's just more information they're gathering and aggregating about us and what we like and what we think. And especially if they're sentient, people will go to them and talk to them and show them things. And but it'll still not really be prostitution, and there won't be any human trafficking involved. It'll just be robots, but it'll just be another tentacle of the growing global computer consciousness 
learning about us in the most intimate ways and perceiving us in all sorts of strange manners. And and from what I've heard, there's places that are like cuddling. Like you can pay somebody to fucking like hold you through the fucking night or something like that. Like there's places out there like that. Like I, what's the difference? That's way, yeah, human. and that's way more prostitution than it is than yeah, sex robots yeah. would be because you mm-hmm. could still coerce someone into becoming a professional cuddler. You know, I mean, what's the definition of a prostitute? Somebody who gets paid for sexual favors, presumably. I know that. If, yeah, and I know if I was laying in a bed with another woman, cuddling with her, it'd be considered cheating. So therefore, that should be. Hey, I don't know. I'm for it. Hey, whoever created that place, you get a, a toast of Cap F Sports. Yeah, a general being salute. A genius. For sure. Well, <laughs> a general even- salute. Even if you, you know, he's at least at the very least a man ahead of his time, because I feel like sex robot brothels are definitely inevitable, right? Well, in Europe, in Europe, too, you got to realize this is some sexual ass people. And maybe he's just way ahead of our time, but maybe he's right in the right time. And uh, it sounds like be. a lot of people around him don't favor the sex broth, the sex doll brothel. But I did want to bring it up as a thought experiment involving uh, sex robots and how robots are taking everyone's jobs, you know? Yeah. Except, yeah. hey, me, the good old barkeep. You can't have a robot make a drink like I can. I don't know. It may, that may be, that, I think I've seen one. I think I've seen a prototype already of like, you would just be a smart bar top and you punch in the buttons. <laughs> Definitely a robot could do, if, if what I did or sales or anything when companies acquired goods from one another, if it was just two computers talking to each other, that would be nuts. Well, actually, when I was in the uh, Minnesota airport, Minneapolis airport, they have that where they have the bartenders back there, but they don't talk to you. It's just a screen where you just order your drink and they bring it to you. That would suck so, to work there, too, though. It wouldn't. It wouldn't because sometimes when you bartend, you don't want to talk to people yeah, people talk about be, some stupid shit like yeah, that's and, said for that yeah and you have to talk to them if you like money okay the more money you have the more bullshit you listen to okay or, or you want the more bullshit you listen to that's and i bartend now in cottonwood arizona so i listen to a lot of bullshit okay i listen to a lot of bullshit no i can't anyways imagine. yeah but yeah. robots can do robots will can and will do a lot of things and that's probably often going to be a central theme in the freak out category because I see things about technology that freak me out and there has to be a segment about it or I'll just walk around with these insane thoughts in my head which is probably a good time to take a commercial break Uh, on the other side of the commercial break we're going to knock out a power rankings and then we're going to get you nice people out of here All right, this is Sports with Capital F Podcast No one knows where this elusive hero is from He sits in a bar in Florida and proclaims himself to be a Yankees, Patriots, Cavaliers, Alabama, and Duke fan. He wears a Cam Newton jersey under his Russell Wilson jersey, under his Aaron Rodgers jersey, under his Tom Brady jersey. He is the least interesting man in the room. Stay corny, my friends. And we're back to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. What's going on, sir? I made that little exit and entry in the exact right amount of time. Yeah, I was listening to the commercial in the last show, and it was that uh, MLB. It was a little kid, like he splashed MLB away yeah. in his kid's eyes. Like his eyes burning. Yeah. 
I did like that because that's kind of when I'm watching baseball, I feel like something <laughs> splashed some fuck some acid in my face. It's yeah. <laughs> such a shame, man. Opening day is coming. I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get Griff on here because he'll yell about baseball with me. No one'll listen to it, but he'll do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stay up on the baseball because I kind of have to. Uh, and I live, I mean, I, I stay up on it. The White Sox are doing some things. So I, it's, I got nothing else going on out here. I don't have any friends. I don't know anybody. So I might as well pick up baseball in my spare time. What a way. Hey, you're, great getting, way. you're getting older. You're about to have a family. You you're you and baseball are going to get super well acquainted. And in a couple years, you'll be all the way back down the rabbit hole. Shit, probably by the end of this season. I like, I'm not gonna. I, I like postseason base. You know, I like postseason almost any sport. It's always good, and if it's the postseason, I try to watch it. I just, it, I hear it's that. Good. That's, that's that's accurate too. I feel yeah. that way too about watching the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, let's uh, do a power rankings. And now the cap F Sports power rankings. All right, <clears throat> this episode's. Power rankings are brought to you by Kevco Pet Care. You have an animal that lives in your house and you don't want to take care of it sometimes, you give it to this shifty hippie. Uh, (laughs) He takes your animal and does God knows what to it. But people seem to take him animals and then they take them back. So either the animals are into it or the people don't know. Either way, check him out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevco Pet Care. That's K-E-V-C-O. And there you are, General. Thank you for listening. All right. Power rankings. <laughs> Premeditation. Okay. Husband. Spaghetti. Ooh. Now, I am going to have to say premeditations first. Okay. Because, because... I won't make spaghetti without the thought of that to premeditate to make the spaghetti. I have to I have to wake up and want spaghetti. Actually, you know what? I'm scratching that spaghetti's number one because I love spaghetti. <laughs> I love yeah, you could spaghetti. make spaghetti without premeditation. You could just be in the kitchen and in a fit of passion make some spaghetti and eat it. Or or somebody just slide a plate in front of my face and I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I'll take that, man. I'm not gonna say no to that. So yeah, I you definitely don't need say a plan. You don't need a plan. Like, oh, how am I gonna how am I gonna get at this spaghetti? No plan. I I was gonna say about premeditation too, when I first saw it on the list, I felt like it went near the top. Spaghetti obviously first, but probably premeditation mm-hmm. next because premeditation gets a bad rap because it's usually in a sentence associated with like murder or crime of some kind. Right. But also it's good in life to premeditate. It's something that takes your whole life to learn how to do, how to prepare for things, how to plan ahead, how to manage your expectations. You know, it doesn't have to be to stab somebody. Yeah, no, of course. And I, and I agree with that. And I mean, I, I, the reason why I put spaghetti above it is because I've never seen somebody like upset or angry eating spaghetti. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it's a fun time. No, nope, I don't think anybody gets it and they're eating it and yeah. they're just like depressed, sad. Like I, even in I just, even in mob movies, they'll be eating spaghetti and everybody's happy. If somebody gets shot, it's after exactly. the spaghetti. You gotta after get the, the spaghetti, spaghetti in first. They at least have enough yeah. respect. Like, well, let him eat that plate of spaghetti before we shoot him in the head yeah, twice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. So yeah. So pre- and preparation is good. You know, like to pl- like I said, to plan and right. to properly be 
thinking is a good thing. And you don't want to put that in front of spaghetti because we're here to tell you if someone slides a free plate of delicious spaghetti in front of your face, you just you don't don't no plan necessary. Where's the fork? And if you premeditated to be a husband, you probably wouldn't have been a husband. So therefore, <laughs> well, and just however, whatever your plans are, if they involve being a husband, it's a uphill climb. Speaking yeah, of yeah, which, yeah. actually segueing nicely into the husband thing, I'm going to see uh, the person we know who will be a husband the soonest, one Richard Lewis. I'm looking forward to going down and seeing old Ricky and Shaney. That is opening day weekend, and it's the first official hashtag Cap F Sports pop-up. I will be at Marlins Park enjoying the game on Saturday night. Will you Darvish's first start as a Cub? Looks- oh, it's a Cubs game. Oh, yeah, that's pretty tight. Cubs, it, in, in Florida? Yeah, yeah at, my, at Marlins Park. I've never been there before. I've never seen their ballpark. I've heard it's all – obviously, it's all blown out and crazy because it's Miami. There's a pool. Okay, there's like a club. Golfing pools and stuff like yeah, that. I expect there. you to come back and do the next podcast with a black eye. Because something you no, it's opening I, day. No, I have to behave opening myself. Day. Uh, so, I'm gonna relax. Day. I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna have like one beer the whole game. Doubtful. I'm gonna have not when you're hanging out with Ricky. Not when you're hanging out with Ricky or any of the Risners. You're not having just one beer. So well, that's just bullshit. Well, but, and uh, I've never I've never been to a baseball game and had one beer. I either had none because I was too young or to get beer at the ballpark or I've had way more than one and you can take yeah, that to no, the bank fair. folks. But I don't, I, I'm, I definitely don't want to come back with a black. I don't want to start anything. There's no Marlins fans left. Anyway, that team is a dumpster fire. It's going to be all Cubs fans there anyway. And I just want to get there early enough. See some yeah. batting practice. It's the wedding gift to them, which is why I mentioned the husband thing in reference to that. But any of our South Florida listeners, and I'm sure there are many, uh, stop by the ballpark. Look for the loud guy in the hashtag CapFSports t-shirt. It's going to be a good time. Speaking of Cubs fans, did you see the story of that Cubs fan who wears a pink hat to the baseball game every <clears throat> every game and when asked why he wears the pink hat? And so he says, so my wife knows I'm not cheating on me. He has like seats right behind uh, oh yeah oh yeah plate. you see the pink hat guy he, eventually he had a hat that said yeah, the yeah. pink hat guy and it was a pink hat I, yeah, and that's the reason why i said it so his wife knows he's not cheating on them uh at a bar somewhere in boys town so that's pretty smart hey man look if man. that guy is squeezing in gay sex before or after the game that's none of our business it's 2018 i'd be so close-minded man who cares if that's what he's doing he was there right. during his time Sitting at Wrigley Field, the Cubs won the World Series, so he can bang whoever he likes. He can cheat on yeah, his yeah. wife. Look how old he is. Him and his wife, they have kids. They're grown. If he's out bang, and I mean, we have no evidence to suggest the pink hat guy bangs guys, but I'm just saying if he did, who cares, man? Why are you going to be like that? <laughs> uh, no, no. Shout out to him. I ain't going to talk to Matt. I, I like his theory because all he has to do is give his hat to somebody to wear to the next game, and he's good. He's golden. Yeah, maybe so. he has a twin brother. Yeah, or it's not very hard. Old white people all look alike, so it's not very hard to find somebody just to sit for you. You'll get no disagreement with from me, the, aside <laughs> from the pink hat, if you were like, do you ever see that old kind of chunky white dude looks like he works at a bank at a Cubs game? I'd be like, you mean 78% of the people who are at the ballpark? Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. I, you I put a Cubs hat on somebody, I'm like, oh, I just saw you. It's like, right. no, that, was, that wasn't me. I'm like, oh. No, I, I will give I will give you that. Many Cubs games are filled to the brim with a whole bunch of people that look exactly alike. I'm not going to take that for you. There's a good mix of people. There's a good crowd. The Cubs attract well. The Cubs represent 
all of Chicago, but there is definitely sort of a group of frat boyish or old former frat boyish looking people there. And that's all the negative I'm going to say about the Cubs. I'd like to close the podcast too by saying I'm super excited about opening day because my baseball team's the shit and they're going to make another push to win another World Series. And let's go, Loyola, Chicago. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna go let's right. close yeah. on a positive, unified <laughs> yeah, front. Loyola. That's right. Loyola Ramblers, North Pole, baby. Oh, and shouts out to, are you still on? Shouts out to Kevin. I see Kevin is the only person on the YouTube page who comments. And you know what's funny about it? He comments on his videos and he comments on his own comments and he's the only person who comments on it. So shouts out to you, Kevin. No, Because absolutely. you have a lot of deaf conversations with yourself on the YouTube comment list and I'm going to get on there and start talking to you, okay? Absolutely. Let's all do it. Everybody who's listening, get in there, mix it up with Kevin down in the comments. All right, this time for real, let's go Loyola. Whatever that means, we're all pretending to be excited about college basketball. I'm Graham. He's Flea. It's the Sports with a Capital F podcast where the F stands for Fleece. This is Sports with a capital F.